Welcome to another episode of Titanic Minute, your daily podcast where we discuss movie Titanic minute by minute. And I'm joined by my good friends, Elevator Joe Parader and Pedestrianette Duff. Oh. Yeah. Deep you know, we cut make, there. Yeah. It was, I figured we have a Spotify playlist. If you, people don't know Courtney Barnett, this gives them a reason to, to hear it. That may be the most recent artist we've ever mentioned. I think That's everything true. else is at least 20 years old. Um, in this minute, guys, minute 110 of Titanic, uh, Captain Smith tells Phillips to send out a distress signal. Um, so, as we sort of touched on a little bit yesterday, at least Joe did, uh, uh, Smith tells him to send out a distress call. What, what's hey, the- CQD. <laughs> CQD um, tells them to say that they're, I hate you, Joe, going down by the head <laughs> and need immediate <laughs> assistance. I'm going down by the head. CQD. <laughs> um, Whom among us in distress haven't sent out a CQD? <laughs> so do you know what CQD stands for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, Joe certainly does. Uh, Duff, do you know what it stands for? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, so much like uh, we'll get to, much like SOS, it doesn't actually stand for anything. Uh, some people think it stands for, and I hate you again, Joe, come quick danger. <laughs> Centennial quality dick. <laughs> Is that it? No, it's... Uh, it's uh the uh, it's CQ, which is CQ S E C U from the French word uh, sécurité, and then they added the D for distress. You've ruined talking about this, Joe. <laughs> Why, <laughs> Duff? Uh, you, do you agree with that? Uh, I I I don't think you've ruined talking about it, but I I did tell a lie earlier. I did know what it stood for because i i did research on this today as well <laughs> on the hub. well that, that's uh, that's all i have on cqd do you have anything on it wow that didn't last long <laughs> uh so yeah as rob mentioned it uh it does not actually stand for anything so what i didn't know is that prior to sos um uh, the British Navy and military, I assume, all the Morse code was based from French because it was the land uh, telegraphs had traditionally used CQ, derives from the official international postal language, and that used the official language of French. So everything was based in French, and that's why it's from the word CQ. But CQ is kind of confusing. Um, mm-hmm. and this is what I found. ICQ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is, first of all, I love this title because it's from a ham radio guide from 1974, but it's called how to be a ham, <laughs> 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 including the latest FCC rules. 
And so this talks about CQ means the transmitting station is looking for someone to talk to. If you don't hear it and you feel like chatting with someone for a while, you can initiate a call by yourself. Okay. Uh, So, but there was no actual emergency signal. So the Marconi company, which at this time was developing a lot of these terms and technology added, (laughs) added the D. Thanks, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For distress to CQ in order to create a distress call. And uh, uh, some of the, and this I did not know was a word, was a word until today, the backronyms, which means mm, yeah. you, you assign uh, meaning to the letters, even though they don't mean anything. Yep. It's So it's been commonly referred to as come quick danger, mm-hmm. come quickly distress, or come quick drowning. <laughs> Uh, so CQD was never adopted as an international standard since it could be mistaken for the general call CQ if the reception were poor. Mm, So there at this time, there was the second international radio telegraphic convention in Berlin in 1906. People got lit there. Yeah, Yeah, that was a fun group. That, Hey, that was the, those were the ham radio guys of that day. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. Early (laughs) shut-ins. So the old, so everyone knows the, the SOS signal and I gotta be careful or Jamie will show up. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Tons of people disappointed he doesn't show up. Uh, (laughs) so everyone knows dot, 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 dot. Pretty easy to remember. Oh, did somebody call? Oh, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) So. So before you you go any farther, Duff, there is a deleted scene here in the movie. And it's right after uh, in the movie when he says, blimey, uh, uh, Bride, who is the other guy, the other uh, Jack Phillips is the the operator we see in this minute. Bride, the other guy, suggests trying out that new distress signal, SOS, and mentions that it might be their only chance to use it. And this actually happened. This actually happened. And the strange thing in the scene, and apparently this also happened, Phillips sort of grins and laughs at that comment. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they did use SOS, and uh, they alternated between CQD and SOS as they went through it. And people, and including myself, uh, thought that Titanic it's sort of discuss a titanic was the first time that sos was used and that is not true yeah it was a couple years earlier uh, pretty close but it was like what 1908 1909 it was 1909 yep so it's pretty funny because uh you know uh we've had you know there's browser wars and standards wars uh, console wars and things this was the uh morse code uh wars (laughs) and uh and did you read any of the backronyms for SOS? Um, I, I didn't write those down. I, the most common is save our ship. I think. Yeah. Save our souls or save our ship. Yeah. Um, so yeah, CQD. Uh, I got a couple of fun facts. Really? Okay. We haven't, hopefully no one has just fallen asleep, but I'm really interested in the FCC and telecommunications history and things like that. Um, Joe seems engaged. Yeah. I'm <laughs> so listening. Here's a fun fact Why about. Why are you saying the interesting things? I'm listening yeah. to him. Um, 
so Marconi was offered free passage on Titanic, but he opted to take the Lusitania three days earlier, which did not sink. And then he started the Marconi grill. <laughs> God, I hate you so much. Uh, I could not find a citation for this, so I don't know if it's true, but supposedly Marconi was going to take Titanic back to Europe. Mm. Uh, two other fun facts. Um, and this is about the end of uh, Morse code. So Morse code was used by the French until 1997. And the final message they transmitted was calling all. This is our last cry before our eternal silence. Oh, jeez. Dark. <laughs> it is dark. And then the United States used it's another Morse... Iron Maiden song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the United States used Morse code until 1999, and they signed off with Samuel Morse's original 1844 message, What Hath God Wrought? Wow. So, what do they do now? Uh, I don't Just know. I assume voice it's, communication. I assume it's digital. Yeah, text, yeah. VoIP, um, Snapchat. I have <laughs> a thinking. LOL. CQD. Um, how do they die? We have two two gentlemen here in the uh, in this room. We have uh, Jack Phillips and we have Harold Bride. Let's start with Harold Bride. Um, his story is pretty amazing. Uh, the wireless power was almost out when Captain Smith arrived and told the men that they had done their duty and that they were relieved. Uh, Jack Phillips continued working while Bride gathered some money and personal belongings. When his back was turned, a crew member had sneaked in and was taking uh, Jack Phillips' life vest. Bride saw that, grabbed the man uh, while Phillips stood up and knocked the crew member out. Water was coming on the boat deck as they ran out of the wireless room and Bride began helping remove one of the last two lifeboats, which was collapsible B, off the roof of the officer's quarters. The crew was unable to launch the boat before it was washed off the deck upside down. Bride was also washed off the deck and found himself beneath the overturned boat. He swam out from under and climbed onto the boat on which he and 15 other men were able to survive, although the collapsible was waterlogged and slowly sinking. Bride and the others on uh, collapsible B were later assisted into other lifeboats and were eventually taken aboard uh, the RMS Carpathia. Uh, he died at the age of 66 uh, in 1956 from lung cancer. So quite an amazing like story for him. Jack Phillips, the uh, the other guy in the op- in the wireless room, he was only 25 years old. He actually. Uh, never tried to save himself, and he just kept trying to send messages to other ships. So he went down with the ship. It's pretty noble. Yeah, I feel like this would be our job if we were on Titanic. We'd be the the messenger boys. Yeah, probably, probably. And then we uh, we cut back to the deck here. Do you guys have anything else from the wireless room? Uh, no. Uh, and we see the crew is is working at getting the lifeboats ready. Uh, these davits that we see here, uh, these are real davits that they had to build that actually had to like be able to raise and lower lifeboats with people in them. So like, you know, it's a prop, but it's not actually a prop because they actually really have to use it and train people who are on the set on how to 
how to use these davits. The the gear for the lifeboats it it was made by the same company for the movie and for the actual Titanic. Wow. Um, Victor Garber, who he plays Thomas Andrews, and there's a story in the commentary where um, whoever the casting uh, and casting in Titanic were like, "Hey, I have the perfect person for Thomas Andrews. It's Victor Garber. I will send you his, you know, his tape." And so they're like, oh, great, you know, and they get the tape and they watch it and they were like, they're like, this is terrible. <laughs> like, there's just no way. So they got back on the phone with uh, the casting agent. And they're like, yeah, you got to keep you got to We got to find a new Thomas Andrews like this. This is terrible. And she was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, what is he doing in this bow tie? It's awful. And she's like, oh, no, I must have sent you the wrong tape. <laughs> So she had like somehow had the tape and it wasn't actually even Victor Garber. It was someone else that they had mislabeled and he almost didn't get the part because of that. It's a good agent right there. <laughs> now I'm wondering yeah. who it was that they got. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, someone wearing a bow tie in 1999. That would be awful. It was Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh, I was going to guess George F. Will. <laughs> George Will, the pundit. Yes. Foghorn. I I just immediately associate bow ties with bad pundits and conservative commentators. Uh, it's Tucker Carlson. Tucker, yes. Uh, before we end, before we end this, I have a casting rumor, guys. We always do this for uh, for Rose Maggie Gyllenhaal. Oh, I like Maggie Gyllenhaal. I do too. Remember how mean people were to her when uh, the when the Dark Knight came out? Why were yeah. they mean to her? Uh, the just like, well, I mean, you know, comic book nerds, so I probably oh. don't have to explain it in too much detail. But basically, they're just like, she's too ugly to be in this movie. Ugh. Yeah, that's dumb. Uh, uh, real bad. So she was twenty at this point. Really, she was that old? I thought Whoa. she was going to be younger. Well, so she was. It's it's interesting to say that because I, I don't understand where this rumor comes from and if it is even true. Because before this, she hadn't really been in anything. Like she sort of got her break in two thousand one with Donnie Darko and and riding in cars in cars with boys and Secretary in two thousand two. So like in ninety seven, ninety six, you know, I think her dad's a director and might she might have been in like some minor roles at that point, but nothing nothing big. Um, For some reason, I just imagine that she was like 13 in 1997. Yeah. No, she's she's like 20. So Maggie Gyllenhaal, who's a fantastic actress, I think. Uh, yeah, I I don't see it. But I yeah, I think she's fantastic. And I, I just it doesn't quite jive for me. Yeah, I mean, we're not, I mean, we're, I think we've learned we're doing this. We're not going to have someone we're like, oh, they would have been better. I mean, we've had some people where I think I could see it. Um, sure. I thought Claire Danes could have possibly done it. And that was one of our casting rumors, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, all right, guys. Happy hour, minute 110. Do you feel, boats, ha- do you feel happy? Sinking. <laughs> uh, obviously, this minute sort of ends with Andrew's just sort of like, he looks he looks upset. Um, he's very rushed, and we'll find out next week. Sport, you know, uh, you have to you have to wait on the edge of your seat here on what he's so upset about. <laughs> All right, guys, 
that it? We Joe, did it. Duff, did it? That's it. CQD. Have a good weekend. <laughs>